hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Doable Discipleship. My name is Linda Tokar and I'm so glad to be with you today. We are in the middle of a series on the five purposes of marriage. And if you haven't heard the first two episodes, I really encourage you to go back and listen. Episode number one was on honor and how we prioritize our spouse. Episode two was on relational intimacy, building that foundation of trust and safety. And this week, for the third purpose of marriage, we're going to be talking about spiritual intimacy. I am joined today by my friends George and Tondra Gregory. Hey, guys. Hello. What's up? It is so good to see you. This is going to be so fun. Oh, it's always So good good to be with you guys. And this has been great. We're already getting good feedback on the podcast, so Mm -hmm. just excited to keep going together. So, like I said, today we're exploring this third purpose of marriage, and I love how you titled it, Spiritual Intimacy, an Act of Discipleship. Mm -hmm. So let's start at the very beginning. What is spiritual intimacy, and how is it an act of discipleship? Mm. Well, spiritual intimacy is about our personal, individual commitment to Christ Mm -hmm. to be made more in His image and to see our marriage being supported by our personal relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and, and that we're growing mm. and we're living out that relationship in our marriage and outside of our marriage. Mm-hmm. But the goal is for both people to be transformed mm-hmm. more in, in, into his image. Absolutely, absolutely. The goal is not for our spouse to sort of try to transform us into their image or what they want us to become, right? And, and that's vice versa. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's that scripture that says that, uh, that the husband would leave his mother and father mm-hmm. and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. That's the greatest miracle mm-hmm. is taking right. two different people, different right. backgrounds, <laughs> mm-hmm. and bringing them together that they can become one flesh. But that is the power when God's Transforming power can take a husband mm-hmm. and a wife and mm-hmm. and 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 uh, put them in this transformation of his ability to transform their spiritual, their mental, and their emotional. Yeah, and it's so funny because we used to teach pre-marriage class, sure. and one of the things that we used to say at the start of the course was, "Marriage is death." Right, and then oh. everybody would be like, "She's going to start this Uh-oh. podcast out." Wow. <laughs> Am I in the right class? This is not supposed to be death one-on-one. But but what that statement is inferring is that it's about Mm. laying down your life Mm. and it's about Mm -hmm. dying to yourself and your flesh. And the more you can do that, the more you can be made like Christ, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not not that you aren't alive, is you're more alive as your flesh dies, you know. That's it. (laughs) And if marriage doesn't do it for you, parenting will. Oh, right. That's it. it. (laughs) Round two. Exactly. (laughs) So I think a lot of people go into marriage with the expectation that their spouse's job is to make them happy, Mm. um, to meet their needs. And Mm. that can create challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it brings on the opportunities for what you guys call intense fellowship, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I love that. So talk a little bit about what happens in a marriage when we get that confused. Well, well. Spiritual intimacy involves us not thinking marriage is about us and our own happiness, right? Mm. I love that book by Gary Thomas that talks about, um, you know, marriage is not made to make you happy, but made to make you holy, right? And yeah. and what that is, is it's countercultural, sure. right? Very, it's, sure. You know, yeah. the culture says, no. Do what makes you happy. Do you. It's all about you. Right. And but, you're going to get married and be happily ever after. Exactly. But the biblical <laughs> view of marriage is 
is that our flesh has an insatiable appetite, mm -hmm. right? And it is never going to be satisfied. Right. So yeah. what makes us happy today May is not probably make not going to make <laughs> us happy tomorrow. Sure. I think Prince said it best when he says, She's never satisfied. <laughs> Come on. Uh, notice she said she is never satisfied. And he's never satisfied. <laughs> the flesh is just never satisfied. So it's got to be deeper than that. It's yeah. got to be made something that is transformative mm -hmm. from the inside out. That's good. Yeah. 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 Marriage making us holy. That puts a whole new, it just, it changes mm -hmm. what you're look. you know, what you can expect out of it. Mm -hmm. It's going to change you. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's and, right. And you're not like to what you said in the intro, you're not there to change your spouse. God <laughs> is changing you and marriage will change you together. That's, That's right. right. Yes. That's exactly. right. Absolutely. Exactly. <sighs> so what does healthy spiritual intimacy look like and what happens when it's lacking? So uh, healthy, well, this is what I say, like we all are bringing in baggage mm. into our relationship when we come mm. in, like that we are all shaped by a, a certain set of circumstances, beliefs, mm -hmm. expectations, mm -hmm. backgrounds. backgrounds, you know, and so, so these are the things we're bringing in and sometimes we can expect our spouse or look to our spouse to fix those things, right? And and that baggage is the filter in which we view them through, view ourselves through, and view our relationship mm -hmm. through. And those are it. So that filter that we're seeing is broke. It's broken. It's not a clear filter, right? But, but it's giving us these unrealistic expectations about about our relationship and what demands and expectations that we need to put on our spouse, which is going to take us. We're being led by this broken filter. Mm -hmm. So we Which definitely have to address, you know. Well, and we don't even realize sometimes the baggage we're carrying. That's right. That's I mean, right. it's the filter we're so used to looking through mm -hmm. that that's all we know. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so we bring it with us. and Yeah. You know. yeah so, so <laughs> and our spouse is like, what yeah, you carrying? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you might not know the baggage that you carry, but your spouse does. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and uh, another illustration is uh, the, what we call uproot. Like there's some things in our life mm -hmm. that not only do we bring baggage in, but there's some things that like weeds, mm -hmm. right, that are intended, mm -hmm. that they're designed to choke out the life that God wants us to have and mm -hmm. that God wants us to have in our marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And so so that, that scripture says that anything that he didn't cause to be in you, mm -hmm. we must uproot, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of time that we don't want to let go of baggage. But we sometimes like our weeds, right? Oh, yeah. We sometimes love those weeds, but anything mm -hmm. that's choking out that happiness, that vibrancy in our marriage, we've got to be willing to sort of say, I need to let that go for the sake of making uh, my spouse and our, our marriage a little bit more harmonious. Yeah, yeah, I hear all the time, uh, especially with pre-marriage, it's like, uh, or newly married couples where they're like, oh, but don't try to change me. You know, yeah. and if you got like some junk in you, some brokenness in you, some <laughs> there you know, needs to be some baggage. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you should be trying to change, not be happy or content with that. Yes. And so exactly. seeking that healthy spiritual intimacy is about addressing and uprooting mm. those core things that mm -hmm. are broken. Mm -hmm. And the more that you can be healed and made whole, the healthier you are. And you do that through your relationship with mm. Christ, right? And when we are growing in that and we're being made in his image, then it creates an environment of honor, respect, mm -hmm. forgiveness, long suffering, yeah. all those fruits of the spirit get created in our home environment. Sure. Uh, and that is a sign of spiritual health because listen, I remember uh, with my kids, some days he, they would say, 
you know, I'd be a little more irritable and patient, and they'd be like, hmm, Mom, have you spent time yeah. with the Lord oh, today? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Out of the mouths of babes, they hold you right. accountable, too. But but that's what we have to seek, that consistency mm, of, of going before the Lord so that we can have His Spirit and His presence and making us, you know, we carry it through our home environment. And so marriage is a journey. Oh, mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. just like marriage is a journey, spiritual intimacy is a journey Absolutely. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to highlight one thing that you guys kind of mentioned, and that is that you know you said I don't want him to try to change me, and where you started was it's our individual relationship with God. See, He's not going to change you; He's going to change that's you, right? right? As right. we each pursue our relationship with God, mm-hmm. He changes us. And then we can be better together. That's, That's right. it. But, That's exactly how But it our is. temptation sometimes is like you see something, you're like, oh, I can fix that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like, no, 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 you can't. Mm-hmm. Whenever yeah. you see that, it's pray. It's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's pray we, for them. Sometimes we have a shopping list. Other times we have I'm going to fix you list. Yeah. <laughs> <and it's, laughs> uh, so true. Yeah. So true. And the, the beautiful thing about that relationship with God is not about perfection, right? Right. It's, it's really about a heart to be made better exactly. more That's and good. more. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I think even that we may think that we need to, or perfection is the goal. So that would make us try to fix our, our partner. Sure. And, and, you know, striving for perfection is an unrealistic, right. unattainable goal. Right. That is a lot of pressure on, on your relationship. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love that you talked about the journey. Um, and that journey is different for each of us as individuals. Mm-hmm. It's different for each of us as couples. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes really tempting to look at other couples that we either think have it together and we're like, man, I wish I could be more like them or that we're, we look at and go, we're not as bad as they are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. But mm-hmm. what are the dangers of comparing the spiritual intimacy in our own relationship to that of the couples around us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's a lot of danger in that, right? It leads to frustration. It leads mm-hmm. to insecurity, yeah. right? And most of the time, it will probably leave you to feeling like, I want to throw in the towel, mm-hmm. right? And yet, uh, again, we come back to the same sort of phrase is that the goal here is not, is the goal is to become more like Christ, right. not like others, right? Yeah. So right. we're not like holding our cards close to our chest and, oh, Lord, make me more like, <laughs> more like Linda and her husband or, or Rick and Kay, right? Right. Well, no, we are to be formed in the shape mm. into his image. And, right. and, and if we, I think if, if many couples really just stopped and realized that sometimes we th- think the grass might be greener in someone else's house, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it really isn't, right? And so we have this in, in sports, uh, we have this saying called, you, can, you, you sh- should control what you can control, sure. right? Sure. And so that just means diet, exercise, how you play the game. You, you're not responsible for how others play the game, but right. you do your part. In, in our marriage, we're not responsible for what goes on in someone else's house and what they're, they're, they're doing. There are right. plenty of couples that, are, that might be conceivably looking like they're doing more in the world than Tondra and I, but we're not trying to fact check that. We're just right. saying, God, give us the grace to do mm-hmm. what you have for us to do how we love each other, how we forgive, how we're doing mm-hmm. what you called us yeah. to do. And if we could do that, I think more couples would be uh, more happier. Actually. Yeah. And and listen, I am a relationship coach, so I get to peek behind the curtain mm. and mm-hmm. everything that looks good right? doesn't mean it is good. <laughs> so when you're like wanting a marriage like somebody else, you don't know what's going on behind right. closed right. doors. And Anybody can put a face, a face on, on, right? The super Christian, we yep. got it all together. And then behind closed doors, everything is falling apart. So right. 
keeping our eye on the perfect, yeah, only the perfect prize, one yeah. and on the prize. That's so good. So yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Okay. So let's get practical. How do we begin to cultivate a culture of spiritual maturity or spiritual intimacy? Or if we've started on this journey, how do mm -hmm. we build an even deeper level of spiritual intimacy into our marriages? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think the, one of the primary ones is to understand that it's, it's, uh, it's, it takes intentionality and time, right? Mm -hmm. There's not this, uh, like marriage is a journey. It's not a quick distance race. Right. There, it's, a, it's a long haul. And so the, building spiritual intimacy requires you to, to be very intentional about spending time with God and growing in your faith, right? In, right. in a practical level. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, we probably should say something about that we have to understand that our spiritual life, like in our marriage, my spiritual life has to be priority to me. Her spiritual life has to be priority to her. Yeah. And we do it together, but I've got to read my Bible just as much as we have to read our Bible. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, right. And so, so the, the reason why we read is because we want to know God's purpose for us or what he wants us to do or where he wants us to stay away from. Mm -hmm. We praise God for helping us to do those things. Or we pray, Lord, let your will be done in my life. And so developing our own spiritual life is mm -hmm. just as important as individuals, mm -hmm. as it is uh, as a couple, right? Yeah. And so, you got something? Oh no, I, that that was perfect, oh. right? Yeah, like <laughs> I didn't know. I, yeah, like I saw you. I no. saw you. <laughs> we sometimes we have this thing that we do, right? We call it double dutch. Yeah, we're like okay. right? we're like, oh, let me get in here. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So, he he misread my body language. <laughs> well, that that is okay. My body language was like, preach, George. <laughs> <laughs> well, and. I, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but it really does, spiritual intimacy grows when we pursue our own relationship with Christ. So mm -hmm. just talk a little bit more about the power of pursuing our own relationship with God and what that does for building this intimacy between us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always like to say introspection is the mm -hmm. key, right? Mm -hmm. Looking within. Because we all have blind spots. We all have unconscious mm -hmm thoughts, expectations, beliefs, mm -hmm. and all those things are unconscious. Uh, and so introspection is how we find out what's going on behind, you know, those blind spots. Sure. And the best way for introspection to happen is through the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and God's word. Mm -hmm. uh, George used to say all the time uh, in Bible study, he used to say, let uh, is it's one thing to read God's word. It's another thing to allow God's word to read you. That's, that's such a good. And yeah. so yeah. that's what we need to do. It, it, it is, is seeking God to reveal those things that mm -hmm. we don't even see, like in our blind spots or our unconsciousness. There may be some things that we need to forgive our spouse for that we might not even realize mm -hmm. or forgive other people for it. Right. All of those things are blocking our ability to be more intimate mm -hmm. spiritually yeah. as a as a you know as a couple, right? So mm -hmm. we have to examine our own hearts. I, I love I love that scripture that says in Psalms it says, Oh Lord, mm -hmm. you have examined my heart and know everything about me. Search me, oh God, mm -hmm. and know That's my heart. Part. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting mm -hmm. life. Because when we can have that examination going on, it can create an atmosphere full of forgiveness and grace because we yeah. don't have it all together. 
uh, we do, we have some brokenness in us, mm -hmm. like we were talking mm -hmm. about earlier. Mm -hmm. This is how you get all of that dealt with is for the Lord to reveal. And sometimes we can hold on things uh, in our partner and we think it's them. But once you lay your heart before the Lord, <laughs> you're like, you're like, what? You'll be like, you're like oh, my bad. That's me. <laughs> right? Oh, girl, that is so you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. so then it, it brings that grace and <laughs> hey, like I, I have to give grace to him and forgiveness to him as well. So examining our heart mm -hmm. is how we become close and how we can get to that place of grace and forgiveness. Yeah, but don't you find that a lot of times that people in our society, they just want to be right. Right. Oh, yeah. So they, they just want to prove a point yeah. or be right. And yet when you come into God's presence, it's not about being right. That's it's about right. being letting him shape you into his righteousness, right? Mm. And many times that's pointing out how unlike we are to him, mm -hmm. yet he wants us to be more like him, right? More forgiving, yeah. more honoring, more loving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's so key because that's how we're transformed. Mm -hmm. Because when we open ourselves to him, he's pouring in himself into yep. right. us. Right. And soon the presence of God is so great in us, it overpowers the sure. flesh. Yeah. And that flesh wants to keep us broken, bound, the same, not changing. Girl. Right. Well, it's, it goes back to where you started. Marriage is death, right? Yes. It's death to all that stuff so that his life in us, mm -hmm. right, can transform us exactly. and then allow for us to have that spiritual mm -hmm. intimacy yes. together. So you talked a lot about that forgiveness and letting go of things. And it just made me think about the fact that sometimes it's easier for us to do that with everybody else in the whole world except our spouse. Mm -hmm. That's right. We, <laughs> for whatever reason, sometimes we're just so much more generous with forgiveness than with than with everybody else than yeah. with our spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we? Th yeah. Why do you think that is? Mm -hmm. Why do we struggle? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just feel like our spouse they should know us, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> and they should know my triggers. They should know, uh, you know, that I'm going to respond bad, badly, maybe, or not so right mm -hmm. to certain words or to certain actions, mm -hmm. and yet. Sometimes the people we love the most can hurt us the deepest, mm -hmm. right? And that's mm -hmm. why we've got to guard our hearts. That's yeah. why we've got to have, we got to be covered in God's forgiveness. we got to mm -hmm. be covered in things, uh, the ability to let things go. Um, and, and let's just face it, sometimes uh, uh, other people, we put them more on a pedestal than sometimes our close family. Mm -hmm. But regardless of what happens on the outside in an external way, mm -hmm. Whenever I come home and I know that Tondra rocks with me and I rock with her, <laughs> this is our time yeah. for us to be more Christ-like. And there might be some people out there uh, in our audience or, or listeners that they're, they're saying, you know, I, I want to be more spiritual. I want to try to do this, but it just right. hadn't worked in the past. And so, some of our players ask me sometimes, they say, how do you do it? Mm. How you been married 26 years, come home to the same woman, and I just tell them, hey, if it was not for Jesus Christ and his mm. transformation right. of me, and that's what we're, that's what we're talking about yeah. with spiritual intimacy, it's God's transforming power yeah. to make us in his image, mm -hmm. and it has everything to do with our marriage and our relationships. Mm -hmm. So true. That's mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the things that we had talked about before was the fact that our devotional life looks really, you know, individual, right? Mm -hmm. Like how you do your devotions might be different than how you do yours. And so talk a little bit about the how our relationship with God doesn't have to look exactly the same mm -hmm. for it to be transforming <laughs> us. Because we talked a little bit about that before. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think sometimes we try to uh, 
make our spouse do the same things that we do in our devotional mm -hmm. time, right? Her devotional time could be much different than mine. Mm -hmm. And mine is probably uh, a lot different than hers. And so, for instance, if she reads the Bible eight hours a day and prays for 15, I'm saying, man, more power to you, right? It doesn't take <laughs> me that it doesn't take me that long yeah. to get into God's presence, right? Uh, I might find God on a walk or on a hike mm -hmm. in God's creation. I might find God, you know, lying on my back in a meditative state. We don't have to be like uh, each other. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's not one right way to do it. It's just yeah. that we do it, that we have a connection, right? Mm -hmm. I think another one is we have to be willing to speak into each other's lives, mm -hmm. right? Or, or allow our spouse to speak, to speak into awesome. our life, right? Yeah. Which, mm -hmm. which takes a lot of trust, mm -hmm. right? Right. And it takes a lot of vulnerability. But I think allowing our spouse to speak into our life, there's a few things that has to happen, right? Yeah. We have to, one, we have to let go of some pride, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. and wanting to be right uh -huh. all the time and uh -huh. in every way. Uh -huh. uh, there's been times where Tondra has, has lovingly and humbly called out some stuff or say, hey, I think you need to uh, adjust some stuff or, hey, that word that you use or the tone that you use was just not quite right. But if I if my pride jumped up, man, I would have just said, hey, don't talk to me that way. Or, you know, yeah. I can use whatever tone I want to mm -hmm. use. And yet mm -hmm. I trust that when she sees something that I need to adjust, mm -hmm. that not only is she saying it, but maybe God is provoking her to say something right. Yeah, I love that because it God will use us as we are in his presence being sure. made mm -hmm. more in his image. This mm -hmm. is why we have to allow ourselves to be influenced. Right. Because. God wants us to grow. I'm telling you, there's yeah. no other relationship that can press in on us like the marital relationship. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. is why it can be so, like you say, uh, hard. We're more hard on <laughs> mm -hmm. our spouse because there are things in our hearts that we don't even know that right. aren't um, transformed right. until, until our spouse pushes <laughs> on those things. Yeah. <laughs> that was a button you didn't even know you had. Oh. Oh, I thought I was living like Christ until he pushed that yeah, button. Yeah. Right. And I can't like reject that. I've got to receive mm -hmm. that and allow myself to be influenced mm -hmm. and let God deal with that part that came up in yeah, me. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just think that is, that is so hard. hard. It's hard. I'll tell you what, yeah. if like reading the Bible and praying with spiritual intimacy 101, <laughs> mm -hmm. this is like 501. That's true. <laughs> to be able to speak this kind of thing. It's not that you're trying to change him or you're trying to change her but to to speak in love those things you see that's hard mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> yeah it is. if you're like me and you're thinking wow yeah. that would be that's a scary sounding conversation what could that conversation look like and how would you get ready for it well one is you have to believe you have to believe the best right mm. yeah, you have important. to believe yes that's what trust is is that I believe that you have the best intentions mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. that that's you powerful. are not out to hurt me, mm -hmm. that you want the best for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what trust looks like. It's hard to do that if you don't have a trusting environment mm -hmm. right. and you're repeatedly harming each other. But it's easier to do that when you know that you can trust this person. Mm -hmm. And how I can trust him? Because I see his relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I can trust him more because I know he's going to take it to God. Right. And so when he comes at me, why are you laughing? You ain't taking it to God. No, uh, no, no, no. no I, I'm laughing. This is kind of a rabbit trail. But, okay. but uh, Tondra told me uh, uh, when we first got married, she just said, you know what? I, I trust you. You know, you're the, you're the priest of, of the home. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I and I'll and I'll kind of, you know, I, I, 
I said I would, I will submit. I had a hard time with the word submit. I ain't gonna lie. I had, <laughs> Please don't lie. <laughs> you know, lie. I said people come into marriage with baggage, okay? I have the baggage that I brought in, and one of that was self-sufficiency and independence mm -hmm. that I brought in. Okay. Right, right. but, and, and I wasn't saying, hey, I want you to submit or anything like no. that. But she said to me, she's like, you know what? I'll, I'll let you have, make a final decision if we can't agree. Sure. And I was like, oh, wow. She was like, right, because I know if you aren't following God, he's going to, you're going to have to deal with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And I said, because God's going to hold you accountable for this family. So I feel like if your head is on the chopping block, <laughs> you should at least be able to make the decision That's it. <laughs> if uh, we like can't it. agree. But I do want to say to those couples out there, if you surrender your heart in that mm. way, mm -hmm. there's never been a time that we had to rely on that last right. card. That was mm -hmm. the final step. We always, because both of our hearts were open to God, yeah. we will always find a way of agreement because mm -hmm. God's going to deal with my heart because I'm open it. God's going to deal with his heart because he's open it. We're surrendered to God. And somehow he helps us mm -hmm. to find that common place of agreement every time. Somehow. We never have to yeah. resort to that. That is that is awesome. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. But as you said, it, it takes humility yes. and it takes, yeah. you know, there's there's all kinds of things when you're having these conversations. There's trust and, you know, mm -hmm. like what we talked about in relational intimacy, mm -hmm. that foundation of trust yeah. and safety, mm -hmm. accountability. Yeah. Um, you've also talked in the past about mentoring couples mm -hmm. and, and having couples that you can go to. Talk a little bit about that and yes. what that can look like. Yes, please, because a lot of times, like, we're talking about all of these things because we've gone through mm -hmm. the fire and you're seeing... <laughs> You're seeing, you're seeing like the fruit of the hard work that went in, mm -hmm. but marriage is not easy. Right. And I'm telling you, you, you need mentorship. Mm -hmm. You need people who've gone there that can share their yeah. wisdom, share their tools, share with you how they got through things. Uh, and one of our favorite things to say is please don't drown in a sea of lifeguards. There, don't, don't there's, die. please don't, don't die or in drown a in a right. sea of lifeguards. Absolutely raise your hand mm. it's a simple yeah. raising of your hand that could save your life yeah. right so right mo most people that drown it's because they don't want to call out they don't right. want to draw attention to themselves yeah. and they mm -hmm. you know they don't want to don't want to make people look at them but mm -hmm. but don't die in a sea of lifeguards mm -hmm. there's so many resources i, I love mm -hmm. saddleback uh, because it has a free counseling center right for right. all of its members mm -hmm. but there's so many things like there, if you could find a couple that's a, a, a few months in, into their marriage more than you yeah. or who has fared better in their marriage and, and can help you to have some specific examples. I call husbands around the country yeah. or a dads around the country. How did you deal with, right. you know, an emotional or, you know, an unstable uh, uh, kid at some points? How did right. you deal with that? Why? Because I haven't walked that way before. Right. You know, after 26 years of marriage, I still don't know everything. And so right. we have mentoring couples. We have mentors in our life. Mm -hmm. To help mold us and shape us. That's right. Yeah. And then the other thing that we talked about before was prayer oh, and how yes. important prayer is, not just individually, but even together. Oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about yeah. prayer. Most definitely. Listen, there's no way, for me, there's no way I could change on my own. Mm -hmm. I've tried to break bad habits on my own. We've tried to break, you know, deal with our marriage mm -hmm. on our own. Mm -hmm. And we were mm -hmm. failing utterly. But once we could turn to God and start praying together, mm -hmm. praying for each other, mm -hmm. uh, opening mm -hmm. God's word together, mm -hmm. I, I just brought unity. It mm -hmm. put us on the same page. So I always say, like, especially we were just talking about how to have those 
tough conversations, I always say, pray, let do the introspective work. Mm-hmm. Prayer is that introspective work with the Holy Spirit and reading your word. Think about what it is that you, what do you want your spouse to hear? Or what do you want them to know, mm-hmm. right? And how you say that is very important. And when you say that is very important. Yeah. Uh, and then when you come together and then you take it to God yeah. Yeah. together because we need God to help us with this, right? We need each other to change mm-hmm. and grow, but we need God too because it's hard to change and grow on your own, yeah. you know? Yeah, in in my own marriage, we my husband and I we started praying together at night out loud, mm-hmm. not just for each other and mm-hmm. for similar things, but with each other, and yeah. that was really powerful in just the unity that it brought mm-hmm. and yes. the and the me hearing his heart and he hearing my heart, mm-hmm. and that's been really powerful. Mm-hmm. Just praying out loud together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it seems yeah. like a simple thing, yeah. sure. But it's and it's vulnerable too. I was right? gonna say it's very intimate, it's very vulnerable. And for us to hear that level of vulnerability yeah. and intimacy, what those deeper needs are, mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, God, you know, it's just that God can then now we can start heading in the right direction, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Like we can start focusing on the mm-hmm. right all on the same thing, headed in the right direction. It just unifies your heart, mm-hmm. like, and it unifies your spirit. I, when I teach pre-marriage class, um, one thing that, you know, you talk about oneness, right? Right. Um, and it's about coming together uh, on all these fronts, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And then after you get married, that's what I tell the pre-marriage, physically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> They'll put the cart before the horse, right? But that... Praying and that mm. intimacy like that, that spiritual intimacy, it helps us have oneness. Oneness mm. is not, it takes so much to be one. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> like in our culture, we're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. The culture is saying, no, it's the individual. It's right. You do you. So we're doing some salmon swimming upstream type of stuff. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just that coming together in that spiritual intimacy just helps kind of bond us in this oneness, yeah. a spiritual oneness. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Friends, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation together. Join us again next week where we'll hit um, purpose number four of Um, the spiritual purposes of marriages. But for now, have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit Saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to Saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at Saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.